And welcome to another segment of the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Eve Vandervliet here, your host of this trusted canine. Woody, Woody, how you doing? Woof. Woody is a dog of a few barks. And with that one woof, Woody is asking you to go to our website, pblpodcast.com. All our social media links are there. Where primary uh, use is TikTok and um, um, Twitter. <laughs> Almost forgot about Twitter. Can't forget about Twitter. Now, I, it's interesting about Twitter and TikTok. Now, if you haven't heard, Oracle has decided to step in and take on some operations of TikTok. I didn't say buy it outright because that's not what the original deal was. However, the Trump organization is, from what I understand, is not happy with the original deal worked out with Oracle. But Larry Ellison, the CEO of Oracle, is very good friends with President Trump. So chances are almost I won't say 100%, but 98% likely that they'll work out a deal and Oracle will be the U.S. base of TikTok. And now I heard something or read something today about possible, and this is way early, an IPO for the American version of TikTok. So if that happens, that's going to be huge. This may be one to watch because here's what TikTok is versus Twitter. Twitter is the platform for the quick text. You know, you only have so many characters, you could type it in, right? TikTok is the video form of that. And video um, um, communication right now is the avenue that is growing the most. So even in business, in business, if you want to get somebody's attention, let's say on LinkedIn, if you want to get somebody's attention on LinkedIn, you send them an in-mail, that's what they call it on LinkedIn, of script, and you're less likely to get, if you're trying to reach, say, a CEO or a VP or executive level person, it's 65% likely that they're going to listen to you and read you if it's in video versus a script. People are short attention span, and this is across all generations. This is not just the millennials or whatever other Gen X, YZs, all those other crazy things. All of us. It's society today. We are short attention span theater. So TikTok is 60 second videos. You got 60 seconds to get your message out there and to tune that message to where it makes sense and engages with people and gets them to react. That's what's going on across the board, at least in this country, but I'm going to say worldwide. So, and that's a presumption on my part, I know. So, so video communication right now is huge. I actually talked with a, a couple of guys uh, about, I don't know, eight months ago that have this company where they will basically take all your texts and turn it into video. And their, their platform is they're experimenting with and creating this platform where things, emails will be video mail, not your traditional, typical scripted, texted email. So, if you know that right now, and it's still the forefront, which is really amazing because video's been around, video message's been around for a while, but it's taken a different form. So if that happens with TikTok, TikTok could be the dominant player in this. So watch for that IPO. If you have some cash hanging around, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suggest you invest it. Just you can send that cash to me and I'll invest it for you. But anyway, I digress. And I'm kidding. Don't do that. Well, actually, uh, Email is pblpodcast at gmail.com. If you do want to send me cash, by all the way, by all means, send me cash. In fact, if you're listening to this on my main platform, which is Anchor, you can go on to the main page and you can click a little button right there and help support this podcast by sending us some cash. You can also go into our podcast or our email or our website. I'll get it out. Uh, the pblpodcast.com and click on our Patreon account. 
and you could send us some cash to help us promote and move forward the PBL podcast. So didn't mean to go for a plug there, but hey, we was there, so I thought I'd go for it. But anyway, so TikTok, it, it, the reason it's blowing up, and you know, it's only been around for a few years, haven't been around a while, and it's already got like something 800 million people worldwide. Uh, like, the, so it's just I think there's 80 or 90 million here in the United States. So it's going to be the video version of Twitter and which means it's probably going to take off even faster. So it looks like TikTok is safe. So pretty soon you don't have to worry about not getting a TikTok account because you don't want the evil communist Chinese looking at your life. I've taken that hit for you. Now you could check out my TikTok videos on my YouTube channel, which is on my link at the website, and you could see what I'm doing on TikTok. But uh, there's not, I, um, the last few days I haven't put something out, but if you haven't been there, there's a ton of content. I mean, tons of content for you. But I do have, and I must say, I have a lot of fun on TikTok, as I mentioned in the previous segment, uh, debating liberals. So we're a little, real quick, I'll touch on the BLM part of all this debating liberals, leftists, and all that. And then we'll move on to this um, um, polling group that I stumbled upon, which you may be familiar with. But anyway, so with BLM, I, I, this is where I, I, I had a conversation with an individual where we've agreed he's here in the Atlanta metropolitan area where I live that we've agreed to meet because we had a pretty heated debate. It was very civil, but it got pretty heated. And then I found out that he was in the Atlanta market and I asked, Hey, let's sit down and chat. And I want to, I want to have a civil conversation and learn from you, maybe learn from me, which is highly doubtful, but because I'm just not that good at it. Not, not because you can't learn. He seems like a very, very, very intelligent individual, but, um, with BLM, you know, when you point out that BLM was founded by Marxists, that gets a rise out of a lot of people because they, they want to ignore that. They, they want to absolutely ignore the fact that the founding members of this organization are Marxists. They've admitted it on tape. I mean, I'm not going to play it for you. It's on tape. Every, anybody can go Google this. It's on tape. And by the way, oh, so many of these leftists say Google's free. Look it up. I'm like, yeah, you too. Okay. So you've got these admitted Marxists who founded this organization and they've raked in hundreds of millions of dollars and nobody knows where the money goes. And here's, but here, getting back to the debating I was doing on TikTok with leftists and, and the part about BLM. So here's what BLM, it's a um, leadership organization. That's right. Or a, le a leader less organization. They have no leadership, so they can't be an organization. It's a movement. It's not, it's not an entity. It's not an organization, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, that's about as far nuts as nuts could be. Absolutely. It's an organization. They got a website. They've got listed leaders. They've got portals for people to send money and organizations, businesses, people are sending them hundreds of millions of dollars. But so many of these kids, and they, most of these were kids, a lot of adults too, which is really shameful, were literally arguing that the BLM is not an, an organization. It's a movement. There are no leaders, so therefore it can't be an organization. There absolutely are leaders. In fact, one of the leaders of BLM just signed some pact with some group that's backed by the communist Chinese. You can't get through to people like this. You just can't. I mean, it, it's near impossible. So BLM has this aura of being positive. 
So therefore, it's got to be good. It's just like Antifa. They got anti-fascists in the name. Therefore, they must be good. Fascist is bad, right? So they're anti-fascist. So they got to be good. Are you a fascist? No. And it's the same thing with the Black Lives Matters movement. Well, it's got to be good because Black Lives Matter, right? Are you saying Black Lives don't matter? And then you go, if you go all lives matter, oh my God, you can get punched in the face for that. It goes back to the book Animal Farm and the line in the book that all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Here's my pushback on the BLM movement. One is, anybody, show me some positive they've done for the black community. Have they sent anyone to college? Have they paid any college tuition? I may be wrong. Somebody, They may have. I don't know. I haven't seen it. All I see, and hey, maybe that is my white privilege because I was told I had that too. All I see is an organization that has partnered with Antifa in these riots and are burning and looting cities. And these are leftist cities. All of them are in these leftist cities. You don't see this happen in cities ran by Republicans. You see this only in cities ran by Democrats. Why is that? Well, that's because Democrats are weak leaders and if they fought back and if they arrested the people, then their constituency, who are far left radicals, meatheads, would be like, oh, you guys are fascists. So the politicians are paralyzed to do anything because their constituency, who they fomented over years of leftist ideology, will look at them and turn on them like they're doing to Ted Wheeler in Portland. Ted Wheeler has less than, what, 26% approval from his constituency, which are far-left radical lunatics. They've turned on Ted Wheeler because he had to do something to, to start quelling the violence, and he still didn't do anything. All he started, he said he won't defund the police. So his city council, a city council member, is trying to take the police away from him. This stuff is crazy. And I saw it firsthand in the belly of the beast, how they cannot penetrate their head no matter what. And no matter what you do, you on the right are racist. You're just a racist. And since fascists are white supremacists, you're now a fascist, racist, white supremacist. You, yes, you. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're Latino. If you support Donald Trump, you are a white supremacist, fascist, racist SOB. I saw this one guy get attacked on TikTok by a black guy that he was the most racist guy he's ever seen. The guy that he called racist was half black. His dad was black. His wife, his mom, his mom was uh, white. I saw this Latino guy get attacked for being a racist white supremacist, and they and he's like, "I'm not even white." The the left, the depth of just mind-numbingly close-mindedness from the left is just unbelievable. And 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 you know what the crazy part is? That's how fascists think. They don't even see it. They don't even see that the rigid ideology, the rigid thought process and belief structure is exactly what they are accusing you and me and us of. It's mind-numbingly bad. It's just, I don't know how to even describe it. Oh my God, don't, don't do what I did. Let me be the one that, that took that bullet but 
if but I say, say if you want to have fun, by all means, get on TikTok. Just hit that for you page and start scrolling, and you will find them. I guarantee you. And if you do engage, just make sure you don't let your emotions get in the way. And it's all for fun. If you do that, and you don't let anger seep in because it will be, you will sit there and go, "Whoa." That's some really crazy shit right there. How can they say that? How can they call me that? I mean, it doesn't matter if you um, married interracial. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have children, interracial children. By the way, if you, let's say you're a white guy. Case in point, I'm a white guy. And let's say you're a white guy and you have an interracial child. Case in point, I'm a white guy. I have an interracial child. You know what they'll say? They'll say, well, that, that was probably a one night stand. That was probably an accident. It's just like, really? So, I mean, people, they said that to me. <clears throat> I'm like, so my daughter, hey, some of her friends are listening. Hey, hey. Anyway, my daughter is beautiful, by the way, stunningly beautiful. She's half black. Her mother is from Jamaica. She's Jamaican. She's not a white Jamaican. By the way, there was a white Jamaican on TikTok got attacked for being a white supremacist because uh, her grandfather uh, apparently built the statue of Bob Marley and got attacked for being called a race is called a racist and you're wrong when because she was white and because these these numb nuts don't realize in Jamaica there are white Jamaicans there are Chinese Jamaicans there are all colors of Jamaicans that are actually Jamaican that's just how ignorant they are so they believe my child was a child out of wedlock or a mistake an accident not in the slightest my daughter was planned Baby, I love you. You were planned. I know. I know. It's a good drama story to say you weren't, but you were. You were planned. Very planned, actually. Wanted you more than anything else in the world and love you more than anything else in the world. I was married to her mother for a long time. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but I'm a racist. I am a racist. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm voting for Trump. I'm a racist. And they never could tell me what why am I a ra how is me voting for Trump that I believe that one race is genetically superior over another? It's just like you are. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. Oh, man, I got to tell you. So with all that said, it could be very tiring because you'll see all that voice. They have very loud voices, these lunatic leftists. They have very, very loud voices. I mean, extremely loud voices that they will shout down the room. In fact, they will throw about 30 things at you. And it's amazing how they can do that in 60 seconds on TikTok. But they can. There's one. Uh, and I'm not going to call his name. I, I've been, I was messing with him. In fact, he, he even said, this guy's been pissing me off. Yeah, well, buddy, that's because I was trolling you on purpose. So they throw out you like this litany of stuff that you have to dance to in 60 seconds. And it's just stupid. So you start thinking, oh, my God, it's overwhelming. How can we win against this? Oh, we can. And we are. Now, if you listen to my Tuesday podcast, I do a battleground 
uh, polling and I've been showing you that in the battleground states, Biden is doing worse than Hillary Clinton. You got to follow the trends. And by the way, I had a lot of those kind of conversations, too, where Biden's leading the polls. I can follow the trends. So I, I'm surprised I wasn't aware of this. You're probably aware of this. This uh, website's called Primary Model. Look it up, primarymodel.com. And this prime, there, there are a lot of entities and persons that have predicted the races and have been accurate for, you know, ever. Well, this one, uh, they've been forecasting presidential elections since 1912. And since 1912, they've only got two wrong. Uh, they got the 1960 race wrong, which is very razor thin, and they got the 2000 race wrong. The 2000 race wrong is Al Gore won the popular vote, and you know it had to go to the Supreme Court to to, and it wasn't to stop the counts in the Supreme in, in Florida. By the way, it wasn't about stopping the count in Florida. What it was in Florida was the Supreme Court ruled that if you're going to count the recount the votes, you have to count everything. The entire state, every county, you've got to recount it. And the Al Gore team didn't want that because they knew if that happened that Bush would get more votes. In fact, several news entities went ahead and did that recount after the fact and found out that Bush did, in fact, get more votes than Al Gore. So don't let the leftists fool you on this one either because it's wrong. It wasn't the, the, the Supreme Court did not stop the count. What the Supreme Court said, is if you're going to do a recount, you got to do a recount on every precinct the same way. And the Gore camp didn't want that because they knew they lost. So let's get to this primary voting or this primary model website. Uh, here's what they predict is that the um, <clears throat> present chance of winning Chance of winning in 2020 electoral college, because again, it's all about the electoral college. Remember, the popular vote does not matter. It's just the electoral college. So here's where they said, <clears throat> based on their model that they've done since 1912, only have gotten two wrong. And this is back in March. They did this and they said they will not do another one because that's what they do. They do it and boom, it's done. Here's their prediction. It's a 91% to 100 chance that Trump wins. 91% chance Trump wins achieving 362 electoral votes. It is a 9% chance that Biden wins achieving 176 electoral votes. So that, if you're a Trump supporter, is good news. I haven't started throwing this one around on TikTok, by the way, because I just got it from some lady on TikTok who put a video about it. So you can learn things on TikTok. So this group that has been predicting since 1912 is got it for Trump. 362 electoral votes. So the this is from their website. The primary model gives President Donald Trump a 91% chance of winning the 2020 presidential election with Democrat Joe Biden having just a 9% chance. Trump would get 362 votes, Biden 176. This forecast is unconditional and final, hence not subject to any updating. It was the first post it was first posted March 2nd, 2020 on Twitter. So, there you go. Now, if you dig into some other stats, they've got some very interesting stats. So, I'm going to get into that and then uh we'll wrap this up. So, here is they got this uh, graphic here. It's how the White House Party has fared since 1960. So they put how um, 
you know, the incumbent, which Trump is, how in how, how many elections did the incumbent win versus losing? And they've got here from 1964 to 2020 today. So really it's two, four, six, seven elections. Then they've also got a graph here after two terms or more. Uh, how, how many did the incumbent win? Meaning that perfect example is Ronald Reagan won two terms and George H.W. Bush was his vice president and won a term. He had one term. He lost the second election. So the first graph is if you're a one first term incumbent, how many of the times did that president win? And then if you're, you've had a two term and your VP becomes a first term in incumbent, how many times did that person win? So out of the seven times of after one term, meaning a Republican or not Republican, Republican or Democrat, by the way, it's, it's partisan. It's par it's both parties. How many times if the, a first term sitting president and incumbent won out of the seven, six times, 1980 was the only time that it, an incumbent president didn't win, and that was Jimmy Carter. And all the other times, an incumbent president won. So after two terms or more, okay, and now we've got we've got eight. We got 1960 to 2016 because we have that data. So how many times did after two terms? So let's say Barack Obama had a two-term presidency. Now his VP didn't run. I think he would have won if he did. And that was Hillary Clinton, but. That means party, right? So how many times after a two-term president did the party win? So again, back to that Reagan model. Ronald Reagan won two terms as president, and then his VP, George H.W. Bush, won one term. One time out of eight did that happen where the next person won. That was George H.W. Bush. So after two terms, the party lost seven out of eight times since 1960. After one term of an incumbent, the party lost one time out of seven. So you got 2020 is the question mark right now. And does, does this break the trend or does it keep with the trend? Trends have a tendency to continue. That's why they call them trends. And then it's got some more graphics in here. It's fascinating data. There is a lot of data here that really kind of gets into where they came up with this primary model. And what the primary model, and I'm not going to get too much detail of, is how did the candidates fare in the primaries? So let's look at the current the current election. Trump ran pretty much unopposed. You had a couple of numb nuts go in there and try, and it, they fizzled out like really quick. And it was just, you know, pretty much it, Trump was an unopposed presidents, right? That's why they say if an incumbent president has a strong opponent within its own party, they're more likely to lose. But so in this case, Trump <clears throat> sailed through his primary. Biden did not. Biden didn't get traction until uh, I think it was Super Tuesday. And then up until the uh, convention, you still had Sanders hanging in there. And then, of course, Warren hung in there for a while. Biden had a pretty tough primary. So this primary model takes that into effect. So if this trend continues, Trump wins re-election. The question at this point is, by how much? Is it the 362? Or is it more? I mean, it all depends, in my opinion, 
on the debates. If you watched Biden's CNN town hall yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, the day before, um, I, I believe it was a disaster. I mean, I don't have clips to play for you today. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. But I believe it was an absolute disaster. The look on his face when he was trying to explain things was just like, even you could tell he, even he didn't believe it. He actually at one point was talking about how uh, we got to bring jobs back to the United States. We can't allow these sweetheart deals with China. He actually was saying stuff like this. And like what the Trump t did with uh, China. We got to bring that back to the United States. He was vice president for eight freaking years recently here, less than four years ago. And now he's going to tell us that he's the guy? I'm not even sure Biden's tying his own shoes at this point in time. I'm pretty pretty sure he's not even feeding himself. And he stumbled a lot. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to say Biden had a stutter all these times, and it's just a, a lifelong stutter. I'm calling BS on that. I don't remember his speeches like that before. I mean, we've seen his speeches from the 70s and the 80s. You can go look them up. There wasn't a stutter. But all of a sudden, the left, which I mean the media, is trying to peddle. He has this lifelong stutter. Of course, he stumbled and fell and lied. CNN actually fact-checked him, by the way. Only did two fact-checks on him that were wrong when he had multiple ones. ABC surprisingly did a pretty solid fact-check against Biden's CNN town hall. And of the people, there were, I think, 16 questions. If not all, the majority of them were Democrat voters. One guy, his name was Joe, actually campaigned for Joe and had a picture with Joe. CNN stacked the deck. And now CNN's getting a lot of flack for this, by the way, because they weren't, they didn't allow it to be tough because it doesn't get them ready for the debates. So I believe, I believe Trump's going to win. At this point in time, I'm, I'm solidly in the belief, uh, I, I, hey, if he doesn't win, I'll eat crow and this podcast is going to get that much more interesting having Biden as president or, or is it going to be Harris as a president? Did you see that mix up where Harris came out under a Harris presidency with Joe Biden as president? That's her quote. And then Biden, he didn't come out and correct her. He came out and said a Harris-Biden presidency. So if Biden does win, hilarity will ensue and it's going to be entertaining. Sad but entertaining. Uh, and it's funny, the left will say people on the right who are pundits and uh, broadcasts, podcasts like this, you guys are going to be so upset when Biden loses. Are you going to stop your podcast? I go, are you freaking kidding me? It's going to get that much, 10 times more entertaining. I mean, Trump wins. We're going to have some ruckus, I'm sure, but then everything gets back to normal and it's not going to be as fun anymore. So yeah, I'm not rooting for Biden though. No, no, no. I want Trump. So anyway, I'm, I'm flat out saying I think Trump's going to win. Now it's going to be how big will he win? Will it be what the primary model says, 362 electoral votes? Oh, it'll be more. You know, I, there's so many hardcore leftist states out there that I don't think it could be a land. I don't think landslides like what happened under Nixon and Reagan can happen again. Whereas uh, Reagan won all but one state, Minnesota. By the way, there was a leftist on TikTok who got really excited that Biden's polling high in, in Minnesota. He was like, ah, and he's like, you know, really just like, ah, you MFers, all that. Ha, ha, ha. Look at that. I, I've told you to watch Minnesota. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why, why would anyone watch Minnesota? The, the last time a Republican won Minnesota was 1972. Re that's the one state Reagan didn't win. These leftists are lunatics. No intellectual curiosity whatsoever. So anyway, how big will Biden, um, Trump win? Ooh, 
big faux pas. How big will he win? Honestly, I believe it'll be on the debates. The debates are happening, it looks like. I mean, here we are, September 18th. So we got 11 days till the debates happen. It's September 29th. Can Biden get out of him at this point in time? He keeps saying he's looking forward to it. Is he going to get out of him? I, I don't know how he can perform in the debates. You know, I, I, I'm going to... One thing, if you look at the CNN town hall thing, is you watch him's performance at the beginning of it, and you watch him through the whole thing. You see him tire. You can see him physically get tired. His speech starts getting uh, worse. He starts mumbling more, the so-called stuttering more, the I'm, I'm, I'm more. And it was 90 minutes. I believe it was a little less than 90 minutes. Actually, I think it was a little more than an hour, a little over an hour. And he tired. You watched it tired. How is he going to go 90 minutes up against Trump? I mean, I'm not a big fan of Chris Wallace, but I'm also not a big deterrent of Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, he's going to ask some probing questions of Biden. Biden hadn't been on his show. So how is he going to manage 90 minutes up on stage against Trump? If he goes to the debates, it's going to be a spectacle. I used to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm still got a slight hint of this, that is it a big head fake? Is Biden acting like this just to, when it comes to the debates, he's going to be phenomenal, blow everybody away, win the election? I don't think so, but it's in the back of my head. The debates are going to be the barometer of how big of a win Trump has. But Trump's going to have. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, please check out our website, pblpodcast.com. You can get on all our social medias there. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're working on building it, and we need your help to get us to certain levels, to get certain things on YouTube, yada, yada, yada. But the videos are coming, so you subscribe now. You'll get alerts when they happen. Thanks for listening. Uh, and sorry I've been out for a couple of days. And thanks for listening to a lot of my back catalog, because we still had some great numbers. You have a wonderful day. And check out that website, primarymodel.com. I think you're going to find some interesting data there.